Alright, welcome back everyone to another special episode before the main next session where we join back with all the other players. We have one more player who's joining the field and, well, as you can hear in the background, it's not the greatest of starts. Kind of like Kanan, but a little worse off. The individual that is joining us tonight has unfortunately died some months ago after a long life of dealing with various shenanigans up top, being dove into the world of the occult, and well, where he ended up was not one he was expecting, I imagine. Mind you, since we are starting in hell, there's multiple different layers of hell that you have to keep in mind. There's various regions, there's various kingdoms even, and the one we're in tonight belongs to the Lord of Wrath himself, Ayer. Now his domain is more or less a giant desert that the sun never sets and it's perpetually at a red horizon, burning the sky and constantly shifting winds and sands as his fortress creeps along the sands, running purely on the souls of the wrathful, being devoured and thrown into the great machine. You can hear horns in the distance, the sound of gears grinding, the smell of burning flesh from the forges. All the while, the wrath demons walk about, tormenting and pushing souls back into the great machine. Now, our last character, as I said, he has found himself in predicament here. In fact, he was cast down into this for his ways in the past, but as he comes to again for God knows how many times, he's waking up in the forge area. Around him is numerous bodies of other beings some humans, some not-so-human, and you can hear the rattling of chains as one of the wrath demons is preparing another cauldron to be put into the flames to make more metal for weapons. However, her back is turned to him. Now, James, you've got a few bodies sitting on top of you and you just push your way out. Take a look around. Again, this is about the hundredth time you've woken up again from dying here. And you see one of the wrath demons with their back turned to you. What do you do? So, I'm pretty much uh, sitting at, like, pretty much sitting up at this point, right? Yes. Just looking around. Well, obviously, I'm curious, but as well as I'm careful. Okay. Slowly like to creep back I get further in the dead bodies because they don't startle me at all it's like dirt yeah get further away in the queue for me put into a cauldron okay I'm very weak I'm trying to pose right um you've got some of your strength back you've luckily been able to in a way rest up a little bit but you definitely can feel the weariness of being here for so long and the toll it's taken on you most likely I'm do my very best to just keep the queue as long as possible for me just to figure out what's going on and where I am. Okay. So as you 
realize that there is a wrath demon in the room with you that's specifically a forge master type. You push more bodies out in front of you and try to bury yourself into this pile of carrion and watch and see. Now, the demon turned around and is walking to the pile, grabs one of the beings and drags them by their ankle. You see it twist the limbs off of this being, just ripping them off and throwing them into a cauldron, as well as grabbing other sharp materials sitting nearby, junk metal that is broken off from the machine and feeding it into a crucible before pushing it back into the flames. This demon that you watch is draped in the familiar red and gold garb of a forge master. Their horns laden with sharp metals that you realize as they reach up, they can unhook from their horns and use as a tool in their working. And you see this beast take one long piece of metal and actually use it to push this crucible into the fire and actually mix the burning flesh now and metal together as it starts to form and break down. It doesn't seem to notice you at all. And as you look around the room, you do see that there is a door opposite of you, clear across. And it's up a small flight of steps, but it is a bit of a run. Otherwise, you don't really see too much in this room. There's other tables laying about with tools and pieces of metal and what look like might be axe heads and spearheads. But that's really all you can make out in the dim light of the forge. Is this demon still in front across from me? It's now got its back turned to you again as it's working in the forge. And the doorway is across from where I'm heading. Yes, directly across ahead of you. Imagine this demon is off to the right. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, do my very best. I stay low. Um, ruffle through the bodies. I don't pay too much attention to the tables of accents any tools. My main goal is to just get out of there. Okay. Roll your dexterity and stealth, which will be six d10s. And your difficulty is six. You said roll what again? Uh, roll 10d6. Or no, I'm sorry, 6d10s. Alright, four successes, and one of them being a 10. So you creep low to the ground using the shadows of the forge to your advantage and you sneak past this wrath demon and just in time as you make it 
around towards the steps, it had turned to go back to the pile and drag another body from it. But by the time it turned and was facing back towards the door, you were already out and gone. Now, where you find yourself is a very close kind of corridor that has cobblestones. You can see above you there are slits of what would be windows, you would imagine, but they are probably about 10, 15 feet above your head, and the walls are smooth metal. You can move along the corridor, but you don't see any doors immediately. You can go either right or left. Which way do you go? So, giving a quick glance left and right, you decide to dart towards the right. And you start moving along the path. As you do move, the corridor kind of turns in a curved fashion. You do know from your time here that the fortress itself is circular. And you can see above you, in the distance, some of the high spires of the fortress rising up in sharp points and curved talons towards the sky. It's still forever that that faded red twilight hue. And you know that, based on the sound of horns, determine what time certain events go on. You haven't heard a horn recently. And that's a bit concerning. But... As you move along the corridor, that's not a main priority as you're looking for any way out. You do hear what sounds like claws on stone behind you. They're slow moving. Eventually you do come to a crossroads and it ends out a little bit and you look outwards and you can see the corridors to your left and right It's kind of a main thoroughfare. You do see other doors, but moreover, you see other demons. Most of them are wrath demons, but you do see a few other beings that could be other lesser demons, and some that are mortals being dragged or prodded with sharp instruments or being kicked forward to go to various locations. You do see a few places that you could probably duck and take cover for, but it's up to you. Which way do you want to go? Now, are these demons coming towards my way? Not at the moment. Most of them seem fixated on doing their tasks or what they're working on at the moment. Most of them are uh, basically working with these other beings, trying to force them into various cages or into different doorways and whatnot one in particular you do see one of the demons break what looks like a human woman's arm and she lets out a painful cry but it doesn't last long as she suddenly drops to the ground as the demon rips her arm off and proceeds to use it to thwack her over the head and knock her out with sheer force Van Hell. Uh, do we know what they're wearing? All of them are wearing a very similar robe, 
Some of them are kind of intact. Most are tattered that have been through some fighting. It's a very plain red robe with a golden border around the edges. Almost the same as the one I first encountered. Mm-hmm. What are my options again? You can go left or right. Or you can try and duck into a doorway that doesn't have a demon occupying it. You've got about three of those. One that is diagonally across to you to your left. One that is right at your side, right next to you, probably about four good paces away. And then you see a couple others further down to the right that are actually open. But the risk to get down there might be a little bit more since you'll have to run in open space. Yeah, uh, I would mainly go for the one closest to me four paces away. Okay. So you wait a moment for one of the demons just to make sure that they're thoroughly distracted by the knockout that you did, or they did, I should say, to the human, and you see them start to drag her off towards an alleyway. You quickly dart out and dart into the alcove where this door is, and as you try the door, you realize it's locked. What do you do? Now, how? what's the closest door next to me besides the locked one? Well, one across? it's going to be diagonal from you. And it's going to be, I would say it's about a good 20 paces away. And that is bounding uh, paces away. Yeah. You do take another quick scan. None of the demons have seemed to notice you, and there's three in your immediate area. And all of them are to your left at this point. The one that was to the right has dragged off that human into an alleyway. The other three, their backs are kind of turned to you, but one is slightly turned. They haven't seen you yet, but you're sure if they lift their head and turn their head a little bit more to the right, he'll see you without any problems. You can either try and bash the door, or you could try and run. Yeah, probably bashing the door would cause a noise, though. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, I would probably try to run or fast walk quietly. Okay. Um, roll another stealth check. Ooh, well, unfortunately for you, those ones counterbalanced your successes. And as you hit the door initially and realized, shit, it's locked, and turned to go and run, two of the demons looked over, and you hear a deep roar from them. They drop what they were working on. The individuals who are now very thoroughly been put through the ringer they don't even bother getting up they just lay where they're dropped by their captors and both sprint at you at full speed you can continue to try and run for the door or do you try and turn and fight 
run for the door. Okay. You make a sprint for that door as hard as you can. And when you do get to the door, you grasp it and slam it behind you, trying to use your body to block it. A few seconds later, you hear the banging and the sounds of claws ripping into the wood, taking chunks out of it as you hear the snarling sound of them trying to get to you. You've managed to get the door locked with a clasp, but as you back away from it, you realize that door is not going to hold in that hinge for very long. You look around and you realize you're in a storage room, but there is steps that lead you up to the floor above. There's also another back door that you see going towards another room. It could be straight to and back alleyway, or it could lead to another room. You also have windows to your left as you stare at the door that look like they go out into a courtyard that you could possibly jump out into. Which way do you want to go? So gently inspect out in the courtyard if any demons? You kind of hop yourself up onto a table to take a quick look, and no, you don't see any demons, and sure enough, yes, it looks like a courtyard. Um, but as you look to the left, you can't see where the courtyard ends. You can only see to your right immediately a wall that separates from the main street and that courtyard. Try to probably try to go through the window for the courtyard. Okay. Luckily for you, there is no windows in this world. For some reason, it's just a gaping hole. Nice. And you crawl yourself out. And just as you flip through and land in the courtyard behind, you hear the door shatter. And the two demons rush in, fully hungry and angry, snarling, sounding like bulls almost, as they begin to tear apart the room you were just in. In fact, some items fling out into the courtyard as you press yourself against the wall for a moment. Now, looking to your left, you do see it goes off into an alleyway. It's dark. You can't see anything down it. Do you sit and wait for the demons to pass, or do you immediately run for the alleyway? Uh, sit and wait. Okay. So you decide to sit and wait. You cover your hands over your mouth to smother any sound that you might possibly make. And as you sit and listen to these beasts tear apart that room, you can hear them turn on each other after a moment, and the sound of their claws digging into flesh and the howling of pain from it before they eventually take their, their fight out into the main street. You hear other demons rushing to the sounds, and soon you realize there's a whole mob of wrath demons fighting each other. It's not uncommon to see and hear this sort of thing. Any sort of fight in the realm of ire has to be settled. You can't just back away from a fight here. And if you do, it's a death sentence. So you're better off turning and fighting before anything else if you're a wrath demon yourself. Now you sit and listen and you're sure that they are distracted with each other. You can go ahead and push yourself off against the wall and head down the alleyway. As you do so, you realize that it's again another claustrophobic type of alleyway. 
this one you can't see the sky above. It's all closed in. And the deeper and deeper you go, you realize this is winding downwards into the depths of the giant moving fortress. You can hear distant screams and getting fainter and fainter away from you. Roll a wits and awareness. What was the wits and awareness again? Uh, this would be 5d10. Yeah. And your difficulty is six. Wow! Five successes with three tens. Considering how long you've been here, and you're pretty sure you've been here a couple of years, You've grown to listen very closely for the creatures of Ire. And sure enough, you do hear the scraping sound of talons across the floor as you descend deeper and deeper. And you realize it's not coming from ahead of you. It's not coming from behind you. It's above you. At the last possible second upon hearing that, you dive forward, rolling a little bit, and you hear the loud thud and the scraping of claws against the metal walls, and in the dark you see sparks kicking up. You look up and you do see two red glowing points in the dark, along with a mouth that opens and there's an internal flame to the wrath demons that causes their mouth to glow. So you just see this mass of dark and sharpened teeth and two red eyes glaring at you in the dark. It's been hunting you, apparently. Do you turn and run further down the path, or do you try and turn and fight it in this tight corridor? So if I go back, obviously go back to the courtyard, right? Yes, but this thing has landed behind you and is blocking okay. your path. And if I keep going down, you don't that's know. just the other option. You yeah. don't know. Yeah, you don't know what's down there. Until I'm out of my wits end, I'm just going to keep going down. Okay. So I need you to make a dexterity and athletics roll for me, which that will be 6d10s. Three successes with a one bringing you to a two. Instead of fighting this thing, you turn and run and sprint as fast as you can down this winding corridor and this thing takes chase after you. It does get a good slash on you at one point, just grazing your back, but that's nothing compared to what you've been through before. It slips up a little bit as it does chase you. Once it got its one hit, it fell back 
a bit as it overcalculated its swing. You manage to get to the bottom of where this corridor leads and realize it opens up into a large underground atrium. There you see multiple other wrath demons who are lounging around, in fact. They don't seem to be doing anything. If anything, they're relaxing after. And when you realize it, looking at them, they all have wounds. They're all being mended. These are the ones that got into fights. And now, instead of being killed by their opponent, left to bleed out and suffer. The ones that drag themselves here are the lucky ones. But you, the moment you step out, a few heads raise and look up, and you hear the sound of the one demon that was chasing you hissing and spitting in anger that you got away from it and it's coming to your left you see a giant gate that is open and steps that lead upwards to where you don't know to your right you see another gate you do see it's opened a little bit but it leads outside into one of the main thoroughfares of the citadel Beyond that, you see a pair of steps directly across from you, but those ones look similar to the one you just came out of. The demons that sit around, they don't look like they're in this position to get up and get after you, but you've got their attention. And there's a few that are walking around that have a type of tunic that is red, but as it rests on their shoulders, it's a gradual gradient to white. You've seen them before. They're the medics, but those medics only help the actual wrath demons here. They do not give care to anyone like you. Which way do you go? Right. You're going to the right. Okay. So you grasp onto a column and use your momentum to spin you that way as the demon that was chasing you launched itself forward and crashed into one of the medics. It scrambles and it tears through the flesh of the medic demon, which angers the other demons around it and thus pounds onto it as well. You take your chances and you run to the right. You manage to get to the gate, but there are guards there who start to move forward towards you. You can either stop, try and go through another door, or you can try and dodge them and get out the gate. Which way do you want to do? Go to another door. All right. Quick on your feet. You go to the right and head towards a, another gate and a door. You realize quickly it's an alternate entrance. And as you shoot up the stairs, you come into a long corridor that is pillars to one side that opens up into what you realize is the main parade grounds of the Citadel. You've been there before. You've seen it. You've managed to sneak glances between the tasks that some of the Wrath Demons put you on to know that this is where the big demon himself the primal demon of wrath does hold some of his court, you would say, and receive other prominent demons as well. And down below, that seems to be the situation again. 
you see a very large centaur-like man with seven horns rising from his head. And you do see somebody standing next to him. It's a woman figure, but her flesh is pure black with long black hair that falls between two wings. Most of the feathers are black, but at their tips, they're golden. And she has a tail that is at its end, has similar feathers at its very tip, swishing back and forth. You see that they're watching something, and you do see that they're talking, but you cannot hear them. You could either jump from where you are and land in the pavilion, which below you realize there's some awnings and stands that you could probably safely fall down into. Or you can keep running straight. Hmm. Keep running straight. Okay. So you keep running straight, and the moment that you had taken to look out was enough time for the guards to catch up, and they were right on you. As you turn and take a sprint towards the door, you feel a weapon just whoosh come down next to you and brush past your ear but missed you at the right moment and slam into the stone ground you don't look back because you know if you do you're in trouble you continue to sprint on and you reach the next gate you manage to slide your way under the opening of it and get to the other side where you hear the guards slam into it and struggle to get it up now, immediately to your left is stairs that take you down into the main pavilion. Straight ahead, you see another door, but you're not sure if it's locked or not. And then to your right is a columned kind of thoroughway that leads up to a large pair of steps that lead up into the giant spire of the citadel. Which way do you want to go? Try the door. Okay. You've got a little bit of time, so you run forward and you go to the door. As you grasp the handle, you pull up on it, but it doesn't budge. It's locked. Try bashing it. Okay. Um, do a strength and brawl check, which will be 7d10s. One success, and it is not enough. You back up and you slam your body full force into the door. You feel it move a moment, but you quickly realize by the pain shooting through your shoulder that it is reinforced. You're not getting through that door. Just bashing it like that. Down to pavilion. Okay. So you back up. Now with a sore shoulder. But it'll fade, you know. And you take off down the steps. Jumping, clearing a few at a time. By the time you do this, the guards have managed to get through the gate and are back on your tail. As you sprint down the steps and turn, 
you kind of find yourself now to the pavilion area, but one of the wings of it, you see stalls of what looks like is a kind of market, maybe? Or what would have been a market. But there's no one here at the moment. You do see a line of guards off in the distance, lined against the main throwaway. But even going forward, you've only got that direction, or maybe another pair of steps that you see descend into darkness again. Which way do you want to go? Down the steps. Okay. So you continue to sprint down the steps. You find yourself at another door. This one does open, fortunately for you. And as you close it behind you, you hear another slam of the demons hitting it. This time, you realize that the room you're in is empty. There's some benches here, but it's a art cove, you could say. You do see another door or two off in the distance at the end of the hall. One that's next to the other door, but is on the left wall. The other one that's straight ahead as well. There's torches in here, and it's dim light, but as you lock the door behind you, you realize this door is reinforced. Those demons are not going to get through easily. You've managed to get yourself in the place where you can take a breath. What do you want to do? Uh, hmm. Go down the, the door in the middle. Actually, in the center. The center door? Okay. Yeah. So you approach that door and you try it and realize it's locked on the other side. This one looks like it's reinforced as well. And what you smell as you approach that door is definitely the smell of flesh and fat being burned. It might be another forge on the other side. Take the one to the left. Okay. You try the door to the left and this one, after a little bit of try, you're able to get it open creaks open with a loud groan. It's another hall and there's torches along it, but you don't see any demons. And you realize there's about three doors on each side and at the far end there's steps that lead up and you can see light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, take the steps. Okay. You pass all the doors and you realize each one of these doors is a cell. You peek in and for the most part they're actually empty. But in one of them you do see what looks like a giant snake curled up on itself. It's got chunks of its body missing and it's not moving. Do you pause to investigate or do you just keep going and ignore it, leaving it to its fate? Ignoring it. So you ignore the serpent in the cell and climb the steps. And you realize you're at the the main thoroughfare again, but you don't see any demons around you. 
to your right, you can see the main area, but there's a giant gate that's separating you from the open area of the parade grounds. And looking around, it's actually shockingly empty around here. To your right, it opens out into a large circular area, an arena. One that you've been in before, a few times, in fact, for entertainment purposes. It's empty now, but you can still smell the scent of blood and sweat from all the fights that go on there on a daily occasion. You can go down multiple steps. You can go to the arena itself. Where do you want to go? To the arena itself. Okay. You head off into the arena. You descend down a few steps and you're in the stands. You can see that there was recently a fight here. There's still a couple of bodies laying in the sand. They haven't been picked up yet. You can take a seat and catch your breath and think about your next plan of what you want to do. Or you can go down into the sand and investigate the bodies. Investigate the bodies. Okay. You decide to jump down into the arena itself, and you land with a thud, kicking up the sand. The last time you were here, it was a pain because the sands here don't act like normal sand. Your feet sink into it a bit more, and it's heavy when you lift your feet up out of it. But you move quickly enough, and you move to the first body that's laying out. This one is garbed in the traditional robe for a wrath demon here. It looks more like a minotaur type creature. It's huge. Probably stands in about eight feet tall. It's got the head of a bull, like you would expect from all the old mythology. To its side, you see what looks like a giant sword. Thing probably weighs a couple hundred pounds, and it is dented and broken in places but you know that they are deceptively sharp still in his other hand looks like what's a long staff that at the head of it is this large ball with triangular shapes coming off of it a maul basically he's got armor on him but it is far too big for you do you want to inspect further or grab one of the weapons? Inspect further. Okay. So you crouch down and you start digging basically through this demon's whatever he's got left on him. You manage to get the armor off and lift it off. It's actually surprisingly light for how big it is. You realize when you take its armor off that something had pierced through its chest and there is a gold liquid remaining around the wounds of it. It was stabbed through the back as you roll this thing over to see the gaping holes on the other side of this beast. 
you don't really find many other items other than the weapons, but you do realize that this demon in particular had been scarred quite a few times. It might have been a popular fighter among the demons, as you know that that can happen, but it looked like it didn't get lucky this time around. What do you want to do? I try to go back up to the bleachers. Okay. So as you look around, you realize getting out isn't that easy. There's a gate that opens out that lets you in, but for the most part, the walls of the arena are smooth metal, making it hard to climb. You can try and lift the gate and try and get in that way, or if you like, think you see some areas in the walls that you might be able to get a grip in and try and climb out. What would you like to try? Go for the wall and try to climb out. Okay. Make for me a strength and athletic roll, which will be 60 tens. Wow. Four successes with a ten. Okay. Even though the walls are intimidating and tall, you do see a few cracks where some of the metal is flailing away from the wall. You back up a few steps and with your best attempt, you jump and try and run up the wall, grasping onto one of the edges. And you do grasp it and it bites into your hand as you try and hold yourself up. It is sharp and rusted, but yet you manage to somehow pull yourself up to this small ledge and then use your momentum to jump up to the next level. Roll your wits and awareness for me. 5d10. Two successes. Okay. You hear footsteps not too far away, and they're fast moving. They're coming from the way that you came into the arena. And after a moment of listening, you hear multiple footsteps coming. You can try and hide among the bleachers or duck into what you know as the seat of Ire when he's watching games possibly hide out there or you can face whatever's coming duck into the seat of ire okay so you quickly make your way around the arena and it's not that far from where you climbed up you jump into the box of the wrath demons apartment there and you do find that there's multiple chairs here there is a door at the back, and there's multiple different curtains that you can duck behind. Do you try and go for the door, or do you just hide where you can? Go for the door. Okay. So you try the door. Roll a dexterity and athletics. This could be a 7d10 or a 6? 6d10 in this case. 
Ooh, two successes. As you reach for the door, at the last moment you felt something push on the opposite side and the door opens suddenly with such a force that it hits you, but you back off enough to still remain on your feet as a very large lion-headed demon rushes in and makes a grab for you. Roll your dexterity and brawl for me. It's also a 6d10, right? Uh, in this case, no, that is a 7d10. successes versus let's see alright luckily for you you do manage to see this demon coming for you and instead of it getting a grasp on you at the last moment you duck out of the way and it just grabs the back of the throne of Ire. Now you've got a chance to get a hit on it or you can dodge and try and get out of here. <laughs> dodge. Dodging it? Okay. Get out of there. Alright. So you do dodge it and as it brings its claw up trying to get after you and smack you down, you darted about at it and darted towards the door. You managed to get out, and you're running down the corridor. You hear this thing roaring behind you. It's speaking in its tongue. You don't quite understand, but you can quickly figure it's shouting, letting the others know where you are. You do hear footsteps running towards you. Now, you take a few turns here and there, and eventually you do get out into the thoroughfare again. But when you do come out, you do realize that there is a lot of wrath demons sitting there waiting for you. They're all standing around with various weapons just facing you at this point in time. And through the crowd you can see what looks like Possibly Iyer himself standing and watching in curiosity to what in the hell is going on. One of the Wrath Demons steps forward and speaking in a deep guttural voice, it commands you kneel and submit. You might as well just kneel, follow it. Okay. Try to stay alive as long as possible. You do follow the demon's command. As you lower yourself to the ground, hands up, a couple of them begin to move forward to you. You realize that they do have shackles on you. They don't seem to intend to kill you just yet. As they approach, they do put them on you and the familiar heavy iron weight of these things on your wrists 
weigh them down as they haul you to their feet. To your feet, I should say. Claws wrapped around your bicep. Without warning, you hear a low growl behind the row of greed demon or wrath demons. And the next thing you know, you hear one of the demons at your right hand side suddenly give a yelp of agony as a blur of gold shot past your eye. The other demons step back a moment and look over and when you do too, you realize that this demon suddenly has a gold spear sticking out of its chest. The others are looking confused and looking back towards where it came from. And that form that you saw earlier, that woman with pitch black skin and hair, has pushed her way forward through the crowd and is making a, a way towards you. She's different than the others. As she approaches, you realize that she is draped in gold scales and armor of metal that is golden as well. She looks agitated as hell, the tail flicking back and forth as she snarls at the other demons, commanding them to take the shackles off of you and back down. They do so, unwillingly at first. One of them even snarling back at her a little bit and speaking words that you still can't make out, but definitely is a challenge to her. And as she drew close enough, you see her hand suddenly reach out and drag across this wrath demon's throat, ripping out its vocal cords, and it drops. You know, of all places to see you, James, this is not where I was expecting the woman spoke. Her voice sounds very familiar to you. Maybe after a minute you realize that sounds like Aura's voice. But that is definitely not Aura. What do you do? Try and talk with her. Alright, what do you want to say? I'll be honest. I was afraid to speak because I thought that was going to happen to me. <laughs> the woman just kind of smiles for a minute. And you realize that she's got bright golden eyes. Well, I wouldn't do that to you. Considering everything you've been through and what you've done, that's not how I treat my friends. Or rather, how I treat our friends, I should say. I don't believe you've actually got to meet me directly, but I'm sure you know Aura, right? I do. The demoness uh, looks to the others and hisses at them, waving them off to give you space and leave them alone. They scramble back, not willing to piss off whoever the hell this is. 
She kind of helps you up, dusting you off. She kind of hisses. How long you been here? Too long. Too many times. Hmm. You? Too long, but definitely not in this type of situation. That's for sure. I'm a guest of Ayers. Now, that being said, you're going to be a guest as well. Till I can get you out of here. Well, there's a curse for everything, so I'm down. <laughs> get me out of here. Certainly. What in the hell are you doing here? How... What happened? I'll just tell you right now, that's a story to be discussed later. She just raises a brow. Fair. I'm guessing you might be able to guess who I am, right? Well... You take a good guess. The way you look, no. Your name... Sound familiar. Avery, right? The demon nods. That's right. Unfortunately, I've been stuck here for a little while trying to gain favor with Ire for a few reasons, but I'm actually surprised to see you here of all people. Last I heard, you were doing all right. All right? <laughs> you can say that. It's a over-exaggeration. I mean, considering our friends and what we've been through, alright is a very loose term, but you're not hurt at all. It doesn't look like it. No, I try my best not to get hurt bad, but you know, <laughs> here I am. You pissed them off. You've been giving them a good chase all afternoon, it sounded like, from what I heard. I was able to overhear some of the guards. They're just slow, don't worry. <laughs> Tell me about it, I've had to fight a few of them myself. What's the last thing you remember from up top? Uh, was at a subway station. On the way back to Los Santos. But, apparently, you know, collapsed in and there. Here I am. Oof. Well, I guess that means your body's probably wrecked. So that'll be interesting. Shouldn't be too much of a problem. That should be easy to sort out here, at least. But it'll be a little tricky, but I think I know how to get you back. However, I might need a favor. Do tell? Well, I'm stuck here for right now. I said I'm trying to get favor with Ayer himself. I need his wrath demons to go after a group. You remember the corp? Oh yeah. It's all in my mind. <laughs> I got word that they took something from me. My children, James. I have to get them back. So... I figured there'd be no better way than to get myself an army. So I came down here to visit a distant cousin to get that help. I mean, why don't we just go somewhere else and talk about this, shall we? She nods. She's like, come on. I've got a section of the Citadel that is my own while I'm here. 
they will not bother you so long as you're with me. And with Do you the... pay rent? <laughs> no. As a primal demon, I don't have to pay rent. I just have to respect the other primal's domain. Luckily, Ayer finds me amusing. That's all it takes. <laughs> it's going to take me a while to earn that back, I guess, and if I ever had any. Oh, you'll get it back here real quick. Don't worry about that. Stick with me and you'll be alright. I don't know. Last time I woke up was what we throw in a cauldron, so... Yeah, that's not gonna happen again. And if they try, well, at that point she puts one of her feet on the demon that was next to you. You realize she's got long talons, very much like maybe a bird of prey or something else. They dig into the demon as she rips that spear that she pulled, uh, that she threw earlier, out of it. It kind of Raises up a second and then drops back down with a thump as she spins the spear in her fingers and starts walking towards the gate. Come on. Like I said, they're not going to lay a finger on you now. Well, like I said, there's a first for everything. Let's go. So after a few minutes, she was right. Those demons did back down. They wanted nothing to do with you at that point. She had made her point very fucking clear when she stepped in. You guys do go into the main citadel, and the citadel is very different than the rest of the domain that you were used to. It's actually luxurious, and it's definitely... One that you would expect that a lord would keep. You guys climb a few few flights of steps and before you guys come to one of the outer spires of the citadel, you enter a room and instead of the red and gold, it's decorated in black and gold here. Avery's colors. She takes a seat in actually the windowsill and she gestures for you to sit anywhere you want. Make yourself comfortable. I know you probably haven't had a moment to actually breathe or sit down in the entire time you've been here, I bet. I'm pretty sure I sat down for a while when I was passed out. That but I'll take a seat. That don't count. You know it. A little bit. <laughs> she takes a moment and she uh, taps her claws against the sill of the window, thinking, So, like I said, came down here to get an army. I'm going to go after the corporation. I would have normally included you guys, but this is something I have to do on my own, and I'm not willing to put my friends in danger for it. So, I figured I might as well use my cousin's shock troops instead. So far, I've managed to get a couple of legions, but I need a few more, I think. But you, you need to get out of here, and... I need help, if you're willing to listen. Go ahead. 
I need eyes and ears up to top. I've been hearing that since I devoured Collis that a power vacuum has formed and there are fragments of that bitch still floating around out there. I need somebody I can trust to make sure that they get destroyed. We don't need her back in existence at all. We don't need her around. She's caused enough trouble and damage over the years. So, like I said, I need somebody I can trust to go up and see what's going on. I certainly can't. Not only are forces keeping me from being able to go up top directly, I need to stay here and I need to take care of everything going on here. What's in it for me? She tilts her head. Emissary of greed. It'll open doors for you getting resources and things like that. Where I'm sending you is actually one of the cities that my family is prevalent in. And if they find out that you directly serve me, then that'll certainly gain you quite a few allies, I think. But I need to make sure the world is safe for my children. And the thought of Kala still being around makes my blood boil already. So I need somebody that I know can go in and handle it. And from what I remember, you can certainly handle yourself. Just not down here. Well, to be fair, you are in Ayer's domain. He put me up against some of those demons. He put me up against one of his generals. I almost died to that thing, but that's neither here nor there. Surviving and running like you did was impressive. If you were able to make them have to pull out at least two dozen troops to try and catch you, <laughs> you're enough trouble to be worthy of it, I think. Like I said, they're slow. I mean, a lot of them like to fetch me, but they just can't. You say they're too slow. I've, I have different experience with them. That's for damn sure. Tell you what. Like I said, I'll give you the title of Emissary. But that basically means you've got free reign to do what you want in my name. But I need you to keep an eye and ear out and take care of the situation with those fragments up top. And if you hear anything about the corporation what they're doing, what they, where they might be, I want to know. I need to keep them on their toes until I can attack them. Easy, right? Okay. Yeah, too easy. Also, if you hear anything about eggs and corporation, I need to know. Especially if you manage to get an ear on the inside and find out that they removed them. Or anything like that. Those bastards got them, and I fully make sure, fully intend to make sure their lives are a living hell for even thinking for a second that they can take something from me. You said your eggs, right? Mm-hmm. Why? 
Have you ever seen your eggs? When's the last time you seen your egg? The last time I saw them is when I had actually had them. When they were new and just before the storm hit and took everybody into it. I went to go and face Collis and when I awoke, after consuming her, they were gone. My den had been raided and I couldn't find them anywhere. Next I know, somebody fed me information that the corporation had got their hands on them. I'm not letting them test upon my children, James. It's out of the question. Avery. Hmm. Your eggs are no longer eggs. What do you mean? They're, they're hatched. She gives you a very confused look. They shouldn't hatch for another five years. Well, that's the thing. I've met both of them. Met? Girls, right? I I don't know. They hadn't hatched yet. What? Hold on. What do you mean you met them? What I mean is, I physically encountered both of them. You what? And I have. Are they safe? They're fine. Last time I've heard. even get a chance to name them. Adelaide and Adelise. That sounds about right. Those were names I was thinking of. But there was four of them. What happened to the other two? I've only seen two. Okay. I'm glad that you told me that, but unfortunately I can't do anything from here for right now, but that gives me a little bit of hope. At that point, she reaches down, and you realize across her chest, they are all golden scales. And she reaches for one that would be over her her heart in particular, and she rips it off. She does bleed for a few moments, but after a little bit, it stops, and she gets up from the windowsill and she approaches you. And she hands you this very large golden scale. If anyone questions who you are, show them that. And she reaches up to her wing and she pulls two feathers from it, plucking them out of her wing. And she hands them over to you. Give them to my daughters. Tell them they're from me, and if they need me, they can call upon me. I can't exactly physically appear for very long, but it'd be enough for me to make a connection with them. Can you do that for me? I will. I can. She nods her head. All right. Well then, emissary of grief. Let's get you out of here and get you on the right task here. 
she steps away for a moment and you see her reach out and drag her claw across her hand and then she takes a finger and she starts to draw on the floor with her blood a very large circle when she finishes she lifts her hand and gestures for you to come forward and points down to the circle stand in the center of it okay I don't know exactly where this is going to drop you. Fair warning. Going to drop you in New York. That's where I've been hearing a lot of stuff has been going on. And I did hear that Cersei is in town. I don't know where. So you're going to have to find them. Shouldn't be too hard. I mean, she's loud mouth and brazen as well. You shouldn't have a problem tracking her down. You got that right. <laughs> I wish you luck. Be safe. And if you need anything, use that scale to contact me. Okay? Thank you. No. Thank you. And with that, she stomps her foot on the edge of the circle and it ignites in bright golden light. And in a second, you realize that you've been transported to the mortal world once again. And all the heat fades away from the place you were. There's a rush of wind in your ears and you drop down suddenly hitting concrete. You look around and it's a cool night. You landed in a puddle even. But as you look around you see towering skyscrapers around you and realize that even though Avery didn't know where she was sending you directly, she did give you a good spot. You look around and you do see a van off in the distance that you could possibly use if you want. Or you can try and walk around and get a bearing where you are. What do you want to do? Try to get a bearing. Okay. So, even though you've been in hell, you at least have pants on. Otherwise, you don't really have any shoes or a shirt or anything like that. And even so, your pants are a very rough linen texture that's frayed. As you move to one of the streets, you get a glance around and realize that you're in Manhattan, New York City, specifically 63rd Street, looking at one of the sides. You do see quite a few cars going around and looking up, you do see a tower that has a clock on it and it says it's about nine o'clock at night. But you're somewhere in the heart of the city itself on the island. Where do you want to go? So I'm in the heart of the city of Manhattan. Mm-hmm. What, what clothes am I wearing again? Like I said, you really only got a pair of pants on, and they are very rough gray linen texture. Clothing store to blend in. All right. You best do. All right. Um, after a few moments, as you 
head down the street. You still have the feathers and the scale in your hand, and a moment later, you do feel the scale grow warm in your hand, and you hear Avery's voice in your head. By the way, knowing somebody that we know very well, if you manage to see Titus, tell him to keep trying and that I'm watching closely. Don't give him any other context other than that. It's fun to see him squirm a little bit. Note to self. I will say that he is actually surprising me. He's the one that left me the quadrants of the location of the corpse main headquarters. I don't want him dead yet. Keep an eye on him. He's trying to win my favor back. Be cautious around him, though, especially if he's around the kids. Will do. And with that, the heat from the scale dissipates once again, and you no longer hear her voice in your head. A few paces down, you do find a clothing store. It's closed up for the night, but you can still see some lights within. You can try the door, or you can try a window. How do you want to break in? Let's try the door. You try the door, and sure enough, it is locked. Though, feeling it, shaking it a bit, you could probably actually break the lock with enough force if you tried. Let's break the lock. Okay. I want you to roll a strength and brawl in this case. Um, so that would be 7d10s. Oh, oh. Nope. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. You make a hug at it, and sure enough, you feel the lock slip and break inside the deadbolt. In comparison to your strength, was not strong enough to hold. And you do manage to crack open this old door and slip inside. You've got free run of the place. What clothing do you pick for yourself? Ooh. Okay. Knowing James, he's gonna get a a plain t-shirt. Gray. Okay. Other jacket. Okay. Uh, any, some type of good pants, I guess. Worn out pants, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, sneakers. Okay. And some glasses. Sunglasses specifically, I assume? Uh, let's do... Yeah, sunglasses. Okay. Uh, make sure to add to your sheet a plus one armor for that leather jacket. That was a good call. Okay. So that gives you one plus armor to checks. Now, you're fully dressed. What do you want to do now? Find a place to lay low for a while. Okay. So you go ahead and exit the store. Shockingly, you didn't hear any alarms go off. This place is definitely not in the greatest part of town, but it did the job. 
kind of start wandering the street, now fully able to blend in and not get anyone's attention whatsoever. You do pass a few electronic stores and whatnot along the way, and you do see a couple alleyways that you could possibly duck into and take cover in for the night. That is all up to you. Where do you want to try, or do you want to try and break in somewhere? Is, so is the electronic store closed? It's closed. Everything up and down the street is closed. It looks like everything's shut down at 9 o'clock here. Probably just settle until wait till the morning. I don't want to keep breaking in. Okay. So you're not going to break in. You're just going to wait it out a little bit longer. Yes. Um. Do you go into one of the alleyways and look for just some place that you can stay dry? Or do you want to break into a building to take cover in? An alleyway. Okay. So you go into another alleyway, and sure enough, you find this kind of alcove arch area that's used for deliveries to what looks like a bakery, maybe? There are a few other homeless people around, but you could possibly easily crash here for the night. Do you want to give it a shot? Yeah. Okay. So you go ahead and you find a place to make yourself comfortable for the night. A few of the homeless guys look at you and come over to you and try to panhandle you a little bit. Hey, buddy, you got a dollar to spend? No, I don't. He kind of eyes you and clicks his tongue looking you over because you got the clothing that you just stole. You can even see a few tags maybe hanging off of your jacket maybe whatnot but the guy just kind of leaves you alone after a little bit and there you do spend the rest of the night relaxing and getting back used to being on earth again and with that i am actually going to pause so that we can join up with the others tomorrow and you can make contact with the rest of the team nice Alright, thank you guys all for hanging out and listening once again. We'll catch you later and when the big team joins up again.